We all strive for happiness and positivity. We all want great things to happen to us in our areas of work. We all want to develop fulfilling hobbies and we all want to watch our loved ones flourish. Now these things are all difficult enough on their own to achieve. They are all monumentally difficult and there's only a select minority that actually go on to achieve success in health, wealth, love and happiness. So knowing how difficult all of these things are, I think it's time to question whether we are making things even harder for ourselves indirectly. And if we indeed are, then what can we do about it? Negativity is something that we all face in our everyday lives. It's almost impossible to escape. Especially now in a society with depression, anxiety, suicide, all these things are at an all-time high. In fact, the World Value Survey now states that life satisfaction is lower in 2018 in the Western world than in times of history where there were economic recessions and even war. And I truly believe that we are making it unnecessarily difficult by allowing external negativity into our lives. We all have that one friend that for every solution, they have a problem. For every blessing, they have a downfall. We all have that one co-worker, or maybe more, that are always belittling us. Or that one individual that just tells us we can't achieve our dreams. These people are everywhere. And I'm here today to tell you, they are cancerous. They will rob you of your enthusiasm and they will drain you of your fuel. Tim Ferriss, in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, stated that as we are the product of our five closest associates, to not underestimate the effects of our unambitious and pessimistic friends. Because if someone isn't making you better, they're making you weaker. It was Louise Hay, in her book, You Can Fix Your Life, said that negativity, especially in people closest to you, is almost as harmful as cancer. It was Joe Rogan, the host of the Joe Rogan Experience, when he was famously asked about negative people who responded. Negative people? Well, get them the fuck away from me. Now, I am joined here by my co-host, Lewis Franielchik, and I would just like to find out, in your opinion, how damaging is it to be around negative people? Well, negativity on, on the whole is just is so damaging to all walks of life. I mean, whether it's personal, whether it's an organisation. I mean, the US Bureau of Labour Statistics has reported that negativity costs businesses $3 billion a year due to its harmful effects. Now, negativity, I'm going to be straight with you, it's not something we can avoid. The, you know, the National Science Foundation 
suggested that the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every day. And of those thoughts, 80% of them are negative. Now, that's clear to see that we all have negative thoughts, but negativity is something that you project. It's dealing with those thoughts and knowing which, which thoughts to push away and which thoughts to bring to the forefront and which thoughts you present to the world or you act upon. Now, negativity is... Well, I'm gonna get, I think I'm going to get personal on this podcast because negativity is something that has, has affected me so much in my life through friends, through, you know, loads of relationships. And it's so damaging. And what I wanted to convey was that when you're being negative... You aren't just affecting yourself. It's very, very selfish because you're affecting every single person around you. It's it's quite commonly known that you can be the most positive person on the planet. But if the closest person to you is being negative, that that will affect you. That will affect your drive. It'll affect your performance. And it eventually will affect your outlook on life. So negativity is not just damaging to you. You're damaging your loved ones, you're damaging your friends, your peers, your colleagues. And I think that what's also interesting is that when you're surrounded by negative people, I think that a lot of people tend to believe that they have this thick skin, that they have this huge tolerance for pain. But it's now proven, proven over and over again that not only is negativity probably going to kill your dreams, but it's also killing you. I was reading by Dr. Travis Bradbury, author of the book on emotional intelligence, that negativity due to the increased cortisol in your body is rotting away your hippocampus in your brain, which is responsible for your reasoning and for your logic. On top of this, he talks about how increased cortisol due to surrounding yourself with negativity is literally, literally rotting away at your immune system. So now this can just be as simple as just being around that one person at work who is always and constantly complaining. And I think it's, I agree with what you said. I think it is difficult to, I think that it is very difficult to, to avoid. And that's the unfortunate truth, but we can limit them. And it is so harmful and I'm so glad now that there are so many studies coming out about it. So let me ask you now, Lewis. I think you just touched on it briefly. Have there been times in your life where you've been affected a lot by negativity? Absolutely. And there are, there are countless examples. And this is why I was so, so enthusiastic about doing this episode when you presented me with the idea of negativity. Because it's been one of those things I've looked a lot at in recent years now i said i wanted to get personal on this podcast and, I, and i'm going to do so so i i throw it back to when i was about 16 years old and that is an age where i think if you're going to ever allow negativity into your life you have maybe an excuse at that age due to hormones and, and other factors but once you hit that you know when you start hitting adulthood especially today and how fast life is progressing and how expectations on you then is something you need to address and it's something I certainly did so effectively and ineffectively in recent years so like I said when I was about 16 I was in school 
I can say my group of friends, the people I associated with, on the large, probably negative people, laziness, bad attitude for school, bad attitude for, you know, just just life in general. And it's no secret that, you know, that back in the day when, when me and you didn't know each other very well, from the outside, you might have branded me an emo, you know, <laughs> as, as, as the old um, label is. And that's something I I sort of adopted that persona and lived through that and when I turned eight well when I turned 17 18 and we were in the final years of high school I just had this vision that I I needed to go to university because I wanted to be the first man in my family to do so I wanted to set an example for for my younger brother my my younger family members that you know, no matter what circumstances you're born in, that you, you can achieve and be proud of yourself. So I, I started to look at what was affecting me most. What was going to stop me achieving that goal? Obviously grades, but that was a byproduct of the, the negativity I was surrounding myself with and those people. And so I started to surround myself with, with you a lot and mainly you in my last two years of high school, I sort of, I cut out a lot of people from my life who were bringing me down, who had bad attitudes, who who said, oh, I can't be bothered to revise. I'm going to fail anyway. What's the point? And I started seeing you as this enthusiastic, driven person who I only thought could benefit me. And in doing so, my grades went through the roof. Teachers were they were shocked at the the results I was producing. And I put that down to, you know, surrounding myself with you. And then I fast forward a year, a year on into university. In my first year, my grades and my efforts, they were absolutely abysmal. And I can only put that down to the environment I was in. I mean, I love the people I live with to death. And I consider them, you know, I, I, I they were my best friends at the time. But, you know they were like you said earlier they were robbing me of my enthusiasm I, no no one wanted to revise it was a similar attitude to when i was 16 again and i and i just felt bereft of belief in myself or passion or enthusiasm so in terms of that goal and the results i was producing and effectiveness then i, I gotta be honest negativity affected me so so much well man that was from the heart i love that I think that was pretty powerful. <laughs> and well, I well, whilst we're on whilst we're getting personal with this podcast, and yeah. I want to, you know, we'll take this off script for a minute. What I wanted to, what I wanted to say was, and why I was so excited about this podcast is the man sitting to my right, Mister Joe Newton, is the craziest example of how surrounding yourself with negative or positive people can change you and. Honestly, I can't convey to you the difference. Now, today, I regard Joe as my best friend on earth. Now, you go back to when we were younger in school. I hated him. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... If I, if I was walking down the street and he was coming on the same side of the road, I would cross the road <laughs> to avoid him. And I would. And you know that. And you, likewise, probably didn't like me. And that it was the people he surrounded himself with. They were they were really negative people, very I'd say toxic people. And I thought maybe he was going, you know, he was destined to go down a bad path or a similar path to a, 
a lot of those people have gone down and you know a, cu- a couple of years later when we when we started i started to get to know you on a new level like you we appeared in in english class we were in a fast track english class we were year of everyone head of everyone else and i remember joe being in the class and i just thought to myself where the fuck has this guy come from i said this is the guy who you know you he's one of the he's one of the people who don't give a fuck how's he here and then i start i you know i was thinking about it and for the next few weeks i you know, around school, I started to see him talking to people I would never have imagined him talking to. And I thought, wow, you know, he started to make those cuts. He's cut those toxic people from his life. He's introduced new people. And I can honestly say it's changed. It's changed your life. It has. It's it's, it's set you on a whole new course. And I think that transformation from what you I thought you were destined to be and what you are now is just absolutely staggering. And I wanted to get your take on it. Do you realize how how different things could have been if you stuck with those people? And could for the people listening, could you describe some of the you know negative traits those people had compared to the people you surround yourself with now? You know, it's crazy looking back at at those times. And, you know, like, if you met me now and you met me back then, honestly, it's like I was a different person. In the book uh, by Carol Dweck on Mindset, she talks about how human beings are growth-driven machines and that at all times we're constantly trying to make goals. These goals are based on our mindsets and our self-esteem. So if we have a negative perception of ourselves, we set negative goals of things we want to achieve. So, like, let's say you were a criminal then you're going to set criminalistic goals. But if you're a positive, if you're a, if you're growth-driven, if you want to set up businesses, then your, your mind is always trying to map out how to get there. And I think that back then I had a real negative percep- perception of myself. So in turn, I was setting a lot of real negative goals. And I think that this was only fueled by the people I associated with. It was fueled by by the environment, but also... I mean, I talked about it in the last, in the last episode about the expectancy. People just expected me to behave in that way, so I did. That's how I. That's how I behave. Now I think that there's a lot higher expectations on me to behave in a productive way, to to be an example, to lead, and that's what I'm trying to live up to, and that only inspires and it pushes me to do it. But I completely agree with everything that you said there. You know, I. And I, I I truly agree as well that cutting people out of your life, if if needs be, if they're not doing anything, if they're not going anywhere, you know, if they're constantly drinking, going out partying, smoking weed, if they're not doing anything with their lives, cut them out. Yeah. And cut them out. And and I want to say as well that uh, Dr. Travis Bradbury, a great study which he has now found, that being around a positive person, it will increase your, just one person... It will increase your positivity by 11%. But being around a negative person, someone who has a negative perception of themselves that is constantly complaining, then that will increase your negativity by 23%. Now, obviously, this isn't linear, but, but just one person, that is the power that it can have over you. And I think that's just an inst- insane statistic. And what I find on our research. What I think is important to realise is there's, you know, you don't have to hate someone to, to cut them out of your life. It doesn't have to be, 
doesn't have to be personal you know if if you think that cutting someone out of your life or your you know your social circle is gonna progress you and where you want to be then that's absolutely fine and people will understand that that doesn't mean that you you don't want those people to you know you're not going to root for those people that you never loved those people you know you've just got to be a bit be a bit ruthless when it comes to cutting like i mean i throw it back like i said i want to get personal on this podcast i throw it back you know quite a long time ago now and i was in a relationship with one of the most negative people i've ever met constantly complaining about everything about school about work about money about friends i don't have any friends i'm tired i got too much work i got this i got that and it brings you down man it it brings you down and, and i started to feel the same way like it's it's only so many times someone can say i'm tired before you're fucking tired <laughs> you know it's only so many times someone can complain about the weather that you start you know it starts annoying you too yeah. and you know shut the fuck up <laughs> i mean you know i i worked i worked in um a company and i still have high regard for for my boss at the time who you know in the workplace he preached positivity and i remember one day a girl walking into the office and she said oh, she goes this weather's lovely isn't it and it was raining outside and he just stops dead in the set. He throws his book on the table. He points at her and he goes, was that sarcasm or is there a lovely day? She goes, well, well, it's raining. And he says, let me ask you something. Can you control the weather? She said, well, no. And he said, well, why are you moaning about it then? She says, don't bring that in you. Yeah. Anything, any negativity you brought up, you were gone. And I think... You know, maybe not to that extent that you can't comment on the weather, mm. but certainly to try and, you know, think to yourself, if it's not in your circle of influence, then don't, you know, try not to sweat it, you know? So don't take up these mini, you know, life's always about, min we say, we said it on podcasts, it's all about mini wins. You know, if there's enough mini negatives in your life, eventually they're going to build up and they're going to, they're going to drown you. Yeah. Yeah. And in the book Connected, the author talks about how if your neighbour, who you have 20 minutes of contact with per week, is negative, then this increases your negativity. And that's just a neighbour, right, who you're contacting with for 20 minutes per week. Now imagine that, but in a best friend or in a partner or, you know, a family member. You have to set boundaries for these things. You have to respect your time. You have to respect yourself. Now, I agree with what you said. It's not a case of... You don't have to do it in a ruthless way. You may love these people, you know, and, and you may truly believe that it's not their fault that they like this. It could be circumstantial. But you have to respect yourself and you have to know when to take yourself out of these situations if, if they are really killing you. I mean, I did it at a very young age. I learned the hard way. And maybe you have to be lonely for a while. And so be it. I look at YouTubers. I was looking at Rob Lipset. And that guy was saying that he couldn't make the real connections which he needed to progress himself in his country. So he started looking abroad. And now his best friends are in countries like Amsterdam and, and America and things. And he lives in Ireland. So don't be afraid that like-minded people are out there. And you need to surround yourself with, with the strivers, with with the go-getters. These people fuel you. 
You know you're around someone negative when you just feel drained. You feel zapped. You feel that cortisol hit. And like life doesn't feel like a blessing. You don't feel enthusiastic anymore. I'm going to tell you the five types of people that you need to stay away from. I thought about this list and I've categorized them into five people based on some other research on typical things. And the first person you need to stay away from is the ungrateful. Now, this type of person, they, you know, no matter what they seem to have in their life, no matter how great their life looks, they've just, they're just miserable. They get something great and it's just never enough for them. And the problem with these people is that it's not what they have or how they do. It's about their mindset. It's about their outlook. Yeah, and I, and I honestly, I think the gratefulness is, is such a, you know, it, it can change your life. I mean, I was... I, we spoke about him earlier. I was listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan experience where he interviewed a man who had been captioned by Somali pirates for two years. And he said his biggest takeaway has been gratefulness and how ungrateful he was for, for little things. He says every bit of food he gets now, every, you know, every time he gets to see his mother, yeah. he says he's so grateful for that moment. And that's made him such a more caring, attentive just person. So I think, like you said, gratefulness, I think it's, 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 it's huge. You can rewire your brain to be positive by just re simply recalling gratefulness. Now, studies say that you should be between 21 to about 60 days. But just every day, say three things that you are genuinely grateful for at night. Let's do it right now. Well, I do it every night. Let's do it. Let's do it right now for the listener. Okay. Right now, I'm grateful for my empowering beliefs which have led me to this place. Go. I'm grateful for the fact that we get to use this podcast as an outlet to express yeah. our message. I am grateful for my incredible support network, which allows me and believes in my dreams and allows me to express my views to you and hopefully I can inspire you all. I'm grateful that I get to see my family whenever I choose. I am grateful, lastly, for every viewer and every listener. And if you are listening to this, then I am grateful for you. And I'm grateful that I live in a society that allows me to have unlimited potential. That was beautiful. So now I'm going to carry on with my list. The second type of person that you need to avoid is the downer. Now this type of person, they are so, so miserable. You go into a positive energy environment and honestly they just come in there with their negative energy, their negative comments. Nothing is ever good enough for these people. No environment is happy for them. You could win the lottery and they're going to suddenly start talking to you about how much tax you're going to have to pay on it. So these people, they're just, they're like drains, they're like sieves. And I know them, I know so many of them and I just can't stand being around them. In fact, a few of them I've worked with and it's just a horrible environment. It's the worst type of person. Like, you know, you'll often see these people saying, oh, you know, life sucks. You see people type that in on Facebook and you think, I have a bit of perspective, you know. I mean, yeah. does your life really suck compared to a lot of other people? Like, yeah. get a fucking grip at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Don't be every little thing. And before we go on, I want to say that there is a, there's a stark difference in being negative and mental health issues. And that is not, that's not what we're, we're addressing. Yeah. I thought that was... It was important to address because, I, you know... It's a... Yeah. The next one I want to talk about, and this really annoys me, is the... The I'm always right type of person. You know, like, honestly, no matter what you say to these people, their opinion cannot be changed. 
Now, honestly, these people, they like, as soon as someone says the words to you, I told you so, that's a pretty good example of someone that I believe that you should probably cut out of your life. Yeah. Now, sometimes people don't mean to do it, but those words are so harmful. They have such a negative effect on our brains. And, like, it's okay to be wrong. Like, that's how we live, that's how we grow. But those people that have their self-worth tied in around being right all the time, they they are the antithesis of growth. They are they are just horrible to be around, and I I personally I I I try to avoid those people at all costs. So the next person that you want to avoid is the victim. Now, honestly, nothing is ever this person's fault. Everything that happens to this person is completely unrelated to their own actions, their own beliefs, what has led them to this place. Now, honestly, anything that happens is never this person's fault. And the problem with that is, is that that's their mindset and they take ownership for nothing. The blame is always pushed onto someone else. And it's just it's just such a dangerous mindset, especially to someone like me and you. I know that we we make a conscious, a huge conscious effort to take ownership for everything. Yeah. For everything, and and how can you expect to grow as a person if you you're never wrong or it's always someone else? I mean, you think about how many how many people do you know who have, you know, throughout your years in education who have, you know, done bad on a test or failed a test, and they said, oh, well, the teacher didn't say the teacher never taught me this. The teacher didn't say this was going to be on the test. You know, it takes some damn responsibility. And yeah. grow from it and say, well, I didn't perform. Next time I will. You know, yeah. come, I failed so many times. I mean, I was keeping personal on this podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I failed my driving test. And, I, I you know, I, I got no one to blame but myself. Yeah. And I use that to go back now and do it again and progress. You cannot blame anyone else. It's it's you and you alone at the end of the day. Yeah. And, it you know, that, that, that type of mentality just... It, you know, a guess on my nerves, you know, just, just take some accountability or, you know, call me fallout boy, but thanks for the memories. <laughs> and the last person that I believe you guys should avoid is the overly dramatic. Now, anything that happens to this person, they amplify the situation. Everything on, you know, a scale of one to ten one being, you know, life and death, your family dying in car crashes, terminal illnesses, to 10 being like a utopian happiness. Everything is always on the up and down of the scale. Now, the problem with this is, is because like things are, up, are so up and down on each end of the scale, is that there's, there's just huge emotional crashes and mostly unnecessary. These people... They, I think these might be the biggest emotional drain that I can think of. Now, there's very specific people I know that me and you went to school with. And they just, like, I think that this just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. Because their actions are, like, manifested by this. And I truly believe, honestly, I, this is going to sound crazy, but when you look at some people, it's almost as if they they like to make themselves miserable because of the attention that it draws to them. If they can't get any attention by being positive, then they're conditioned to act miserable in order to draw attention. So let me ask you now, Lewis. So you're sur- let's, say, let's say in a scenario now where you are surrounded by negative people, yeah. you're surrounded by negativity. 
What can you do to avoid this? Well, I think obviously the the big one we've touched on is is you know cut, cutting yourself cutting yourself away from these situations, but that is not always possible. So you know when you're surrounded by negativity, um, I think an important thing to do is you know take a look at the people around you and try and identify the characteristics. You analyze it and you think to yourself, how how am I different in in this scenario? How am I different? And you start to Instead of let it affect you, take a bit of pity. Think to yourself, well, I'm sorry that you're that type of person and I'm and use it as fuel. Use turn it that negativity into a positive. Take that and think, so that's what I need to avoid. This is the conversation I need to avoid. This is the attitude I need to try and avoid. So I think a massive thing to do in those negative circumstances that you can't escape. Maybe you're in work and it's not somewhere you can cut yourself from right now. Take a step back from your emotional reactions and your responses and take a step back and look at it as if you're watching it play out on a screen. And then I think you'll be able to take a lot away from it. In a scenario where you are, where say in a work environment where it's very difficult to escape the negativity, I think that this is where my number one tip for this is setting boundaries. Have boundaries for yourself. So let's say you're in a cubicle with an office worker who's just consistently complaining and playing the victim and being overly dramatic and putting a downer on everything. Then honestly, set yourself boundaries for it. Every time they engage in a conversation with you, as soon as the conversation starts to take a negative spiral, then pull your investment away from that conversation. Just spin the conversation round. If it can't go down a positive avenue, then take yourself out of it. Either ignore them or leave. And I'm going to give you a podcast exclusive here, something that I've been thinking about. I am considering my own position at my job because I just do not like the environment there. I find the work unfulfilling. And I also just think that the, the environment is just not conducive with positivity. And if I find that I wake up for a number of days and I'm just not excited to wake up, then it's time to make a change. And I think that the biggest way to an unhappy life is by hating your job. And I'm going to make a decision this week and we're going to take it from there. Um, but yeah, but as far as the cutting out people, have some love for yourself have some have some self-respect and and recognize when ask yourself is this person making you better like look around like look at all the few like i see every day like i'm so happy now i'm in a place in my life where i've got people that are just constantly striving to do things they're constantly striving to be better and i just love that so much but trust me it wasn't easy to get here it was very difficult it was very lonely at times but even being on your own and not having anyone is so much better than just constantly being surrounded by negativity. And it is like a cancer. And not only is it like a cancer, is that it's causing you serious health effects. And this is proven now. It is literally proven. It's affecting your hippocampus by rotting away at the part of your brain, which is bringing you your logic and your reasoning. And it's also rotting away at your immune system. And with, with a damaged immune system, then you're more likely to disease, you're more likely to to impaired recall. It's so many different things. So my last question to you, Lewis, is let's finish this on a, 
on a positive note because I feel like we both had a lot to say about this. Just tell me, right, what are the benefits of having so many positive people around you? What are the benefits of even having one positive person? You know, I think I think this is a, a personal question and, and it does differ, you know, for each situation. But I think the main one for me is that I'm in a, I'm in a place and I've got people around me where I I no longer fear that someone is praying for my downfall. I know for a fact that everyone in my circle is in my corner. They want me to succeed. They're rooting for me. And that if I needed them, then they would do everything they could to help me progress. And that is a massive, massive, it's a massive confidence booster. When, when I'm trying a new business venture or I'm trying like this podcast or a YouTube channel or or anything, I can count on you, I can count on, I can count on all my best friends, I can count on my family to all support everything I'm doing and that's only going to elevate what I want to do. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said that there wasn't any dream killers, there wasn't anyone going, you can't do that, you're not good enough. Because all those people, all that they're doing is they just, they're not saying that they don't think you can do it. They're just saying that they don't think that they could do it. But I truly believe, right, that positive people, they they can make or break a life. They they literally can. Like, your you know how you the quality of your life is directed by either the quality of people in it, or is directed by the quality of people that aren't in your life. So if you want to improve your life, then just get better quality of people there. Get people that are striving. Don't, you know, if people are around you and they're not doing anything, then just cut them out. Seriously, just cut them out because they they are seriously cancerous. I think that's the main, that main takeaway we want from this podcast is just, you know, have a look at the people who surround you and you've got to learn to be ruthless with it. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We've got a big episode coming to you soon on self-esteem. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review or however many stars you feel. Not that I'm trying to influence. <laughs> if you uh, want to reach out to us, we are on Instagram at Freedom Pact. If you have any questions about personal development, business, self-esteem, relationships, anything you want to ask us, freedompact.gmail.com. We will see you again. I am Joseph Newton. I am joined by Lewis Renielchik. Um, we will see you again for the next episode. Thank you, guys.